0: Joe Biden at the United Nations. What can be worse? (laughs) My least favorite president at one of my least favorite institutions. It was pretty bad. It was boring. It was also a great big denial of reality and saying everything that's wrong with the world can be tied back to Trump. Um, And glossing over, of course, all of his own mistakes. I'm glad you didn't have to watch this, but I'll give you the highlights and we'll try to put it in context and perspective. First, remember, Joe Biden is improving everything with our allies, right?
1: We're working with our allies toward a new strategic concept that will help our alliance better take on evolving threats of today and tomorrow. We renewed our engagement with the European Union, a fundamental partner in tackling the full range of significant issues facing our world today. We elevated the Quad partnership among Australia India, Japan, and the United States to take on challenges ranging from health security to climate to emerging technologies.
0: Everything's beautiful. It's not beautiful. Our oldest ally in the world, France, just pulled their ambassador. This is elementary stuff that he screwed up big time. The fake news isn't highlighting it. We entered into a deal with Australia that we probably should not have. And much of the world is angry at us right now. But America's back because Trump is gone. The French are incensed.
1: You know, every detail of this story is totally astonishing. And I'm not going to go back to the, to the fact that our closest allies have been plotting in our back, not only to get a contract that we had, but also to kick us out of a strategic partnership. And, and it was done in a most inelegant,
0: brutal way. Inelegant and brutal. The United States was inelegant and brutal under Joe Biden. I thought that was uh, Donald Trump's style, right? Remember Donald Trump? He was so mean to our allies, pushing them out of the way as he got to the front of the crowd. By the way, I loved that when it happened. Uh, Donald Trump, when he sat there all stubborn, demanding that NATO... Pay their fair share. I love that when it happened. Remember Angela Merkel, how mad he was at him? Those were truly the good old days. Joe is pretending that he's handling the basics. He is not. There are some other odd themes of his talk today at the U.N.
1: Will we affirm and uphold the human dignity and human rights we hear a common cry? A cry for dignity, simple dignity. Partner with them to find ways to respond that advance human dignity around the world. The future will belong to those who embrace human dignity.
0: Dignity, dignity. Whenever he talks about dignity, my thought goes, my mind goes immediately uh, to this. But I tell
1: you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, And you ain't black.
0: Okay. That's... (laughs) That man has dignity. You don't, Joe Biden. Who talks like that? You do. Um, You know what came through today? Uh, All this stuff is pablum, really, from Joe. They're trying to talk about a new uh, Biden doctrine. There's not. It's just mean Joe trying to put his mediocre administration into some positive light. Joe does not care about dignity. He gets into fights with strangers all the time. Um, He's just basically telling the world... We're going to go back to what we used to do. We're going to go with the flow.
1: We are reengaged at the World Health Organization and working in close partnership with Covax to deliver life-saving vaccines around the world.
0: Phew, thank goodness, the World Health Organization. When have they been wrong before? Uh, for most of the past year and a half. These guys have been wrong on everything. But the World Health Organization has a it's a pretty snazzy title, right? You know who saw through it ultimately? President Trump.
2: I feel very badly about the World Health Organization, but it's been a tool of China. It's been, as I say, totally China-centric You take a look at everything that's happened. They've been wrong. I was all for it at the beginning. What do I know? I walked in. I said, World Health Organization, isn't that wonderful? And then you start to see all the mistakes.
0: All their mistakes, like they were against actually curtailing travel from China. Uh, They actually let China off the hook when this started, when we all know now that China is responsible. There were a lot of mistakes from the World Health Organization. We did have a president once who was not afraid to call it out. Joe Biden is probably afraid to not go along with it because he's compromised. That's my sense, by the way. Anyway, back to the speech.
1: As we seek to advance the fight against COVID-19 and hold ourselves accountable around specific targets on three key challenges, saving lives now, vaccinating the
0: world, and building back better. Angry, right? Saving lives now. Vaccinating the world building. All right. I found myself today agreeing with a prominent member of the Black Lives Matter community. We disagree on just about everything when it comes to uh, race and justice issues in America. But this man, whose main name is Newsom, he's one of the most prominent BLM activists in the country, spoke out today against vaccine mandates And he did it very powerfully.
3: The vaccines have had effects that people come out and say, oh, well, you know, that never happens. But they do happen. People die. Joe Biden said that folks wouldn't be hospitalized. People are being hospitalized and dying. We, as black people, have every reason not to trust the vaccines. Well, yet again, I'm not telling you not to get it. I'm just saying
0: you should have a choice. A choice, huh? That sounds great to me. A choice. But Joe Biden is going to vaccinate the world, whether you like it or not. Also, uh, you know, the World Health Organization, problems there. Also, don't be fooled by these nice titles. Joe Biden apparently is the Human Rights Commission. Sounds great, right?
1: We're running to retake a seat in the Human Rights Council next year at
0: the U.N. Human Rights Council. Well, don't be fooled by that beautiful name. Take a look at some of the members of the Human Rights Council uh, now and over recent years. China, Cuba, Saudi Arabia, Russia, Pakistan. Take a look, excuse me, at their human rights record. This Human Rights Council is corrupt. It is, it is, it is, and we're signing right back up. This is probably the moment, though, that Joe imagined when we pulled out of Afghanistan. He wanted to say this on 9-11, on the 20th anniversary and he wanted to say it, you know, in a bigger, bolder way. But he really wanted to say this.
1: I stand here today for the first time in 20 years the United States not at war.
0: I guess technically that's true. Um, but here's the problem. For him to say that, we rushed out of Afghanistan. You know, he's been talking to historians uh, for the past couple of months he's not gonna be around for too long. I mean, he's too old, we can see he's declining. He wanted to make history fast. Well, he made it, but he made it in the most horrendous way. We got out of Afghanistan so he could say, we're not at war anymore. It was all just a political talking point. This is interesting. Notice Joe's energy level crashes when he starts talking about corruption. Mm, Why? Corruption fuels inequality,
1: siphons off a nation's resources, spreads across borders, and generates human suffering. Is nothing less than a national security threat in the 21st century. Around the world, we're increasingly seeing citizens demonstrate their discontent, seeing the wealthy and well-connected grow richer and richer, taking payoffs and bribes, operating above the law. Well, the vast majority of the people struggle to find a
0: job. Wow. The wealthy and connected grow richer and richer, as some accept bribes and everybody else has to struggle. Well, you know, a lot of questions have been raised about Joe Biden and his family, particularly Hunter, of course, and his brothers, uh, Joe and Frank. I'm sorry, James and Frank. There are so many questions, credible allegations of corruption That the fake news, that Democrats and apparently the federal government are just going to look the other way. I have a feeling they're not going to get away with it. Very serious allegations about uh, the Biden crime family, as Rudy Giuliani termed it. Look, back to the speech. There was, I guess it was classic Joe Biden in a way, just up there saying things that sounded good in the moment. Um, They've got their perfect front man this is it. This is the guy. He's shameless. And we knew that. I knew that really since I first laid eyes on him as a college freshman back in 1987.
2: What law school did you attend and where did you place in that class? And the other question is, could you quickly... I think I I probably have
4: a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In The first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only need 123 credits. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. He was a 45 year old in his
0: third term in the United States Senate and everything he just said was a lie. It's pretty remarkable, isn't it? I mean, who does that? He does, but back then you couldn't get away with it.
5: Biden now concedes he did
1: not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship Ended up near the bottom of his class and won only one degree,
3: not three.
2: Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University
0: of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. (laughs) Wow. I mean, after that, you would think this guy is pretty much finished, if not in politics overall, at least in presidential politics. And look at, by the way, after he does all that lying, he smiles like he got away with it. I guess he did. I guess he did. Um, take a look at this, though. I, we, we know the truth, uh, even though they're trying to bury all this stuff.
3: Do you feel you're able to control, to put in the vernacular of your mouth, that you can think before you talk?
4: Well, I've been in this business for 15 years. Um, and uh, I... Uh, um, i let my record of 15 years versus the transgression that you're referring to uh, stand. And you can make, you all can make that judgment. I feel very capable of uh, using my mouth and sync with my mind.
0: Now, this deranged person is representing us on the world stage. There is something very, very wrong with what's happening right now. When we come back, we're going to take a look at those horses down on the border Looks like they did absolutely nothing wrong, but the fake news is going crazy. We'll be right back.
5: Hi, Rob Carson here. If you love watching Newsmax, you're really going to love listening to our new podcast. It's called the Newsmax Daily. I host it, and I give you the best briefing of the big news of the day, top newsmaker interviews, and even, yes, a few laughs. I know it's hard to believe. So if you're uh, driving, walking, exercising, just about anywhere, you can connect with the Newsmax Daily with me, Rob Carson. Find our podcast online or go to iPhone, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, and more, and start listening today.
0: All I I can say, say is, is that, that the, the fake, fake news, news just, just doesn't, doesn't get it, do it today. they? <laughs> you like it? Does it make you think of, uh, what, out west, the country? Border Patrol on horses? These guys are amazing. The Border Patrol agents are awesome. And by the way, they've had horses for many, many years. But the fake news is freaking out because... They use the horses to help secure our border. What's the problem? Well, there's no problem. But anyway, the fake news is saying that this is somehow uh, a throwback to our racist past. It's not. Take a look full. What's going on here? We're trying to keep people out. Those reins are being used not against uh, individuals. Those reins are part of the equipment you use to uh, ride a horse. Look, I'm no equestrian. I've talked to them, I've talked to the Border Patrol, and they see absolutely nothing wrong about what's happening here. Those horses were purchased by the federal government. They're cared for by the federal government. You're allowed to use them to secure our border. Anyway, uh, you can say that to you're blue in the face. The fake news is still going to run with this.
1: As an image, to me it does smack of a bygone era of slavery. Aided by reports of people being beaten, whether with a riding crop or the rains, most likely.
3: What we have seen was cruel, inhumane, and a violation of domestic laws and international
0: laws. We saw horrifying footage emerging uh, of mounted patrol people trying to corral Haitian immigrants.
2: I think um,
0: the reason that we're not seeing more help, if I'm going to be frank about it is because they're Haitian. One cannot weaponize a horse uh, to aggressively attack a child. That is unacceptable. That is not what our policies and our training require. It's also not happening. It's not happening. No one, children, the children that are being victimized are being victimized by Joe Biden, who encouraged all of these people to come to the border, who altered our policy to give them a reasonable belief that they had a home in America. They're not mistreating these people. When they're swinging those reins, by the way, to the extent that they are, they're being used to keep the people away from the horses. It's to protect them. You don't want them getting too close to the horse. Here's Jen Psaki making a non-story a horrible story. You've called them horrific. What did the president say? How did he feel when he saw them?
3: He also felt they were horrific and horrible. I don't know anyone who could watch that video and not have that emotion. Uh, last night, our
0: secretary of Homeland Security put out a statement conveying there'd be an investigation that he's going to send additional personnel. And I think it's important for people to know this is not who we are, that's not who the Biden-Harris administration is, and we're gonna absolutely pursue that investigation and get to the bottom of what Oops. happened here. No oh boy, another investigation. Let's take a look at the pictures, okay? What is so horrific here? Yeah, I'm one of the people. I can look at these pictures and say, that's not horrific. Uh, This is cops, essentially, uh, protecting an area. You can't come in here. Look closely at that picture. He's grabbing, at this point, his shoulder, and in the earlier picture, his T-shirt. Okay? Now, you can pretend that this is horrible. It's not. It's actually, again, this is authorized. This is a political issue now. They made it a political issue. They're taking optics that they could explain, and instead they're letting people come away with the worst possible impression. It's so unfair to the Border Patrol. Uh, So this story is fake, and it's going viral. The next story is real, but it was censored. Remember Joe Biden and his son and Hunter Biden and the laptop and all that stuff? It was censored by big tech, limited where it could go, who could see it in the weeks before the election. That is basically a crime, in my opinion. Hey, remember when everybody said Joe Biden was going to be really good at empathy? The thing about him that no one can deny is that he really is somebody
1: of unbelievable empathy. This Mm -hmm. campaign is going to be a contrast between a man with empathy and a man with no empathy.
2: Joe Biden's empathy is genuine. You can feel it. That empathy, that decency, the belief that everybody counts that's who joe is your empathy has become a trademark of your presidency
0: no it's just a phony talking point that's all it is he had a chance to deliver some empathy uh and he didn't and by the way everyone is looking the other way i'm talking about the horrible strike in afghanistan where america took out innocent children And a man who was not a terrorist, we made a huge mistake. I want to know if political pressure was brought to bear. Um, They were leaning on the forces to pull the trigger, perhaps, because Joe Biden had to look tough. I think we should look into that. Uh, In the wake of losing our own 13 troops, we killed the wrong people. The United States of America did outside that airport in Afghanistan. And here they are, children. Uh, and their father, and uh, it was absolutely horrible. But nobody seems to care. The left-wing media, Democrats, our entire culture has just uh, moved on. Very cleverly, by the way, the military snuck this in on a Friday afternoon.
2: We now assess that it is unlikely that the vehicle and those who died were associated with ISIS-K or were a direct threat to U.S. forces. I offer my profound condolences to the family and friends of those who were killed. This strike was taken in the earnest belief that it would prevent an imminent threat to our forces and the evacuees at the airport. But it was a mistake, and I offer my sincere apology.
0: Well, it was a mistake. Sincere apologies from this general that you've never heard of. Uh, what about Joe Biden? I mean, this was about as bad as it can get, and a family was destroyed. Uh, empathy Empathy, that's about feeling someone else's pain. But if you've been watching Joe carefully, really watching him and listening to him, it's not about other people. It's almost always about him and his pain. I knew, I don't know how I knew,
1: but the call said, my wife was dead, my daughter was dead, And I wasn't sure how my sons were gonna make it. When I lost my wife and daughter in a car accident, right after, shortly after I got elected, before I was sworn into the United States Senate, I had a whole heck of a lot of help. I've got an incredible family. I know from losing my wife and daughter years ago that you gotta get through the season. Joe Bull should be the one running for president, not me. Um, Every morning I get up, Joe, not a joke. I think to myself, is he proud of me?
0: Uh, I'm sorry, but I think he's laying it on a little bit thick, and I think he's been doing it for political reasons for a very, very long time. It's almost muscle memory at this point. I found an article from the early 1970s. It was a very peculiar piece. Joe Biden, death and the all-American boy. He's brand new to the Senate. And take a look at this quote, all right? Now, you tell me if I'm being a little bit harsh. I have no illusions about why I am such a hot commodity. I am the youngest man in the Senate, and I am also the victim of a tragic fate. A hot commodity. He says it makes him a hot commodity. I think there's something very peculiar about that phrase that he's using to describe his situation. Uh, Just because you say you're empathetic, just because you have a certain life story, just because you put a bunch of silly signs on your front lawn does not make you a decent person. I saw something very interesting from uh, Piers Morgan. Remember that guy? Um, Friend of Donald Trump's. He was on The Apprentice uh, a while back. He wrote something for the uh, UK Daily Mail. And he points us out that we've heard basically nothing from Joe Biden after the United States military wiped out an innocent family. Piers writes this. The liberal-dominated U.S. mainstream media has done what it has done with horrible regularity throughout the Biden presidency when their guy Joe does something awful and responded with a collective, oh dear, what a shame, a sigh, and they moved on swiftly. Just as it did with the devastatingly disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan itself a few weeks ago, to which I say... Sorry, what? How dare you all turn a casual, disinterested, blind eye to this abomination. President Biden should be vilified and harangued from every media rooftop until the American people and more importantly, the remaining members of this poor Afghanistan family are given proper answers to how the hell this happened and what the U.S. intends to do with the relatives, whose own lives are now in serious danger as a consequence of the Taliban discovering the family worked for America. And astonishingly, the family has not called for revenge. They would like some answers, though. Thank you very much, Piers Morgan. Instead of asking these kinds of questions, our how did Piers do it, our left-leaning, droning, uh, totally owned media, what do they do? They literally just chuckle.
4: The home being Washington, D.C., and also Delaware. I on was the like, weekend.
2: Delaware what?
1: <laughs>
4: Put mission accomplished up. No. At
1: the RNC, then it's over.
5: Yeah. First, you know, sort of the laughing and playing, and then the running and screaming. Yeah.
4: Right, right. <laughs> and so that's what we're talking about here.
0: <laughs> they talk to each other, they share inside unfunny jokes. The swamp, the swamp. All right, I've had it with them. Hey, when we come back, uh, a couple of people got asked for their vaccination cards and uh, they went ballistic. This is happening more and more and more. Uh, when we come back, whoa, watch that. We'll be right back.
3: Information,
5: truth is freedom. Is Newsmax? It's real news for real people. Oh, Who's
2: an hey. officer? Oh, you want your ass back. Yeah. Take it. Take it.
0: January sixth. So many strange things about that day. And those who are still in custody as a result of allegations where they didn't hurt anybody, they didn't break anything, but they're facing very serious jail time. One of them is Jacob Chansley. Yeah, the Horns guy. Obstruction of an official proceeding. He's already pleaded guilty to a mess of charges, including that one. The penalty is so severe, up to 20 years in prison. Same goes for Jason Dolan. Same charge. Obstruction of an official proceeding. Now, by the way, I'm going to show you in a a minute... How many people have obstructed official proceedings? It happens all the time. But first, I want to reiterate how many of these folks were apparently let in by the Capitol Police. They just stepped aside and watched them all come in. This has not been adequately explained. Remember that little cop out in front of the Capitol? Yeah, right this way. Come on in. And, oh, once inside the Capitol, it looked like Jacob Chansley was given instructions to the Senate right over here. All right, back to obstructing an official proceeding. Happens all the time. I guess it's okay when you're obstructing a Republican hearing. These are some of the folks who obstructed the uh, Kavanaugh hearings, um, but it wasn't just uh, Republican nominee Kavanaugh. There were plenty. This one was. I think, nominated for agriculture secretary, and they went nuts.
3: Americans
4: make ordinary
0: that you're going to
4: devastate My name is Mark I'm with AIDS and cancer!
0: By the way, none of these people were labeled insurrectionists, although they're clearly obstructing a government hearing. And occasionally celebrities get involved. Jane Fonda tried to shut down the government. Did she try to shake it over? I don't know.
4: Organized a series of demonstrations against political inaction on climate change. She plans to do this, handcuffs or not, every Friday through January. Fonda was charged today with crowding, obstructing or incommoding,
0: causing inconvenience. Oh, did you hear that? Obstructing, obstructing. Uh, If you are a Trump supporter, I guess you'll get 20 years for that. But if you're Jane Fonda or one of her friends, you lean left politically, no problem. Thirty five bucks, maybe a fifty dollar fine. No kidding. National Public Radio. Put it up on the screen, please. Uh, All the people who were arrested as a result of their antics during the Kavanaugh hearing. At least 227 demonstrators were arrested. Most of those were charged this week with disorderly conduct, crowding or obstructing. They paid fines of thirty five dollars. Or $50. How about that, huh? Mm -hmm. Justice for all? That's uh, very, very strange. All right, folks. You remember, if you are on the right, watch out. Solitary confinement and uh, maybe 20 years in prison. If you're on the left, you can bang away. You can yell. You can scream. And, uh... Slap on the wrist. Not even a slap on the wrist. (laughs) It's like going to the movies. Okay, got to tell you about something else. These uh, vaccine mandates, it's not working out very well. I'm coming to you from New York City. If you want to go to a restaurant, you have to present proof uh, that you've been vaccinated. Now, I don't like that. You probably don't like that. And uh, it's just going to lead to all kinds of problems. Three women tried to get into a restaurant called Carmine's here in Manhattan. And, uh, well, big fight erupted. So a little background here. The three women were traveling from uh, Texas. They happened to be African-American. They thought that there was a racial component to this. Carmine says not at all. By the way, the maitre d', the one who asked for the vaccine proof, happens to be an Asian woman. Here's more footage of that um, interaction. Things get really, really ugly. Now, one of the women from Texas claims that She heard the N-word. They were using the N-word to describe them. A lot of folks here in New York find that rather um, incredible, as in not believable. Nevertheless, uh, this is an opportunity for Black Lives Matter. They showed up, and of course, the restaurant is racist. What do you do with racist people? Cancel
4: them.
0: All right, so this is very ugly. This is very unfortunate. Uh, so is racism, by the way, but uh, Black Lives Matter. They just are out for themselves, I believe, trying to exploit unfortunate moments uh, for them to increase their power, money influence this is a pretty pathetic scene no one is buying the n-word excuse they're just not this is my neighborhood i'm telling you it's just not something you hear here uh but something interesting came out of all this the black lives matter chief spokesman was there he had the bullhorn he was saying all kinds of crazy stuff right up until he talked about the vaccine mandate and then i found myself in total agreement
3: Listen, the vaccine is a choice, okay, it's a choice. You shouldn't exclude people from everyday activities because they choose not to engage in something. They have every reason to doubt. The government's story on the vaccines have changed every one to two months since Donald Trump. The, the vaccines have had effects that, that, that people come out and say, oh, well, you know, that never happens. But they do happen. People die. Joe Biden said that folks wouldn't be hospitalized. People are being hospitalized and dying. We, as black people, have every reason not to trust the vaccines. Well, yet again, I'm not telling you not to get it. I'm just saying you should have a choice.
0: Just saying we should have a choice, I totally, totally agree. And yes, there are side effects in some of them. If you choose not to get it, that is your right. And who is the government to say that you can't go to a restaurant? I mean, this is crazy stuff. So I appreciate that. We have many, many differences. But wow, he spoke a lot of truth right there. All right, now this.
2: Matter. Black
4: lives
0: Black lives All right, notwithstanding that moment of agreement, Black Lives Matter, the movement, they only seem to care when a Black life is taken by a white cop. Anything else they don't take much interest in, including the lives now lost of two young victims, teammates uh, killed in one tragic shooting. 22-year-old Abe Luden, pictured here playing hockey, and 20-year-old Devon Peanut Barnes, seen here with his mother, both shot and killed in Baltimore on Sunday, September 12th. They were teammates on a local youth hockey team called the Baltimore Banners, The team was created to help keep inner-city kids off the streets. Their coach says they were both great kids who were happy to be a part of his organization. He says he was uh, enjoying teaching them hockey, but also he just wanted to keep them safe.
4: So many of the condolences start out with, we're sorry for your loss. But this loss belongs to the whole city. This, This loss is ours as a city and all the people that live in it. And we need to begin to think about these kinds of terrible things just that way. It's affecting us as a family, as a community, the whole of the citizenry in Baltimore. Oh, boy.
0: Or we can yell and scream about COVID. A 15-year-old was also wounded in the shooting but survived. The coach you just heard from, uh, he set up a GoFundMe page to help with the funeral expresses for Abe and Devon. No suspects, and police do not have any good leads. Um, 22 year old Abe Ludden and 20 year old Devon Peanut Barnes. We are so sorry. And coach, great efforts down there. We'll be right back. Real
5: heroes, real conflict, real threats real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda, just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people.
0: I love the Border Patrol and I love horses. I think they go great together. <laughs> They've had them for many years. Uh but the whole world is freaking out because well, it looks to me like they're misreading the situation. Horses were used to secure, help secure the border. They've been doing that for a long time, but a lot of folks are saying that something may be happening here that's awful, that is reminiscent of our racist past. I don't see it. And I have talked to the Border Patrol already. They don't see it, but let's do it again because this story is just, they're throwing fuel on the fire. The Biden administration is. I'd like to bring in Gene Montez, he is a former Border Patrol agent and the former acting supervisor of the horse patrol, the Laredo sector. Uh, Gene, thanks for being here. And also John Solomon, founder of, um, I'm sorry, John Solomon, founder of Just the News. Welcome back, John. And uh, Gene, first to you, Uh, you've seen the video. Um, What's the fuss all about?
2: It's, the horses are used to, get to areas that are difficult to get to by foot or to get to an area in a quick way. Um, they have uh, the reins are two separate reins, one on each side, but uh, those horses uh, are sometimes uh, capable of biting of somebody. So the the horse patrol people um, will sit there and pull them away in case somebody's nearby. We'll grabbing pull them away.
0: People? Wait, uh, we'll pull them away. Let me let me see the big picture, the picture that's got everybody upset, where the guy's grabbing, the the, the man on horseback is grabbing the guy, and you got the, the bridle or the, the rein, whatever that is. Tell us what's happening here.
2: The rein probably came out of his hand. He's not holding on to the rein. Uh, He's holding on to the other one with his uh, left arm. And this person is trying to get away from him. All he's trying to do is contain him. It's illegal to hit any person uh, as part of your duties as a border patrolman.
0: It's illegal to what again? To hit
2: anybody in an offensive way.
0: And that's interesting because these two pictures, he's not. He's actually grabbing the T-shirt in this one. And then if we see it from a rear aspect, if we don't mind, he's at this point gently kind of touching his shoulder. I don't see the whip contacting him. So do me a favor, sum it up for me, Um, Gene. In your experience, 28 years working with the U.S. government, you were the acting supervisor of the horse patrol. Do you see anything wrong here at all?
2: Absolutely nothing. With with all the people surrounding him, he's trying to control somebody who might be completely um, offensive in their actions, trying to get away and all. They're just trying to control the people to stop them from running away.
0: Understood. Understood. Now, the mainstream media has taken this story. They've got the images and they're running with it. Uh, Take a look. A quick sample of the fake news. As an image, to me, it does smack of a bygone era of slavery,
1: aided by reports of people being beaten, whether with a riding crop or the reins, most likely.
3: What we have seen was cruel. Inhumane and a violation of domestic laws and international laws.
0: We saw horrifying footage emerging uh, of mounted patrol people trying to corral Haitian immigrants. I think um, the reason that we're not seeing more help, if I'm
2: going to be frank about it, is because they're Haitian.
0: One cannot weaponize a horse uh, to aggressively attack a child. That is unacceptable. That is not what our policies and our training require. Well, not only the fake news, but the government itself. John Solomon, this actually looks like, in a way, textbook fake news that's gone mega viral.
5: Yeah, listen, it's another weapon of mass distraction. We saw this all through the Russia collusion case, the impeachment case, the Lafayette Park. Anytime the Democrats want to change the narrative, they and their allies in the media come up with a story, and the facts don't have to add up to the story. So let's, let's take a look at what I reported today. I reached out to all the Custom and Border Patrol uh, teams, and I got actually the union chief, Brandon uh, Judd, who said, listen, the Biden administration approved our current uh, uh, practice manual. When we have people that get too close to our horses, we're taught to twirl our bridle to keep them away, to, to move them farther away, to use the rein as sort of a warning device. Please stay away from the horse. You don't get So you won't get hurt. It's designed to protect... The immigrant, not the law enforcement officer. That's missing from the context. And the Biden administration to prove that. There is no evidence that this was an act of slavery, as Chris Cuomo said. All of this is the mainstream media and bureaucrats who are aligned with the Democratic Party trying to change the narrative. Because no, they don't want us talking about the 12,000 people in that crush of humanity under that bridge in the Del Rio sector.
0: Yeah, I, the, the Department of Homeland Security, these guys report to them, is actually adding to this uh, nonsense. Gene, you had a uh, final thought.
2: Yes, uh, we were taught at the academy at the very beginning. Everybody is taught you have to treat people humanely. You cannot abuse them. You cannot beat them. If they become aggressive, then you have to defend yourself. Otherwise, you cannot go after them physically just to hurt them. And on horseback, the horses can step on you. They can bite you. They can run over you. And you're controlling the horse, but the horse is a bigger animal. It moves faster. And all they're trying to do is contain the people, as shown on the videos. They're trying to hold them back because they're trying to get away from the border patrolmen and and their job, basically. (laughs)
0: And, you know, to protect. It, to protect and by the way, it looks very effective to use the horses and actually look, look at all that ground they're covering. Uh, this is yes. new to me. I didn't know you guys had this stuff. Your former, but uh, it looks effective and I did not see any abuse. And this is fake news. Those who say it is abuse. Sorry, we ran out of time. Gene Montez, who spent so many years and was the former acting supervisor of the horse patrol. We thank you. And uh, John Solomon from Justin News. Thank you, sir. To be continued. We'll be right back. Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed on January 6th. You've seen the footage, but you probably haven't seen the entire videotape. This is the moment, though, where she was killed. And for so many, that's enough. They've seen enough, and uh, so many are convinced that this was a justified shooting. It was not. There's no way this can be justified. She was unarmed, did not pose a deadly threat. Officer Byrd violated just about every understanding of law enforcement when you should use deadly force. But I wanna show you something in this videotape that you may not have seen before. The behavior of some of the officers on the scene in the minutes prior to this uh, event. Now, look at the cops against the glass door. They're all there in a row. No one's touching them. Keep that in mind. They're just there. And they're talking amongst themselves a little bit. Again, they're not being touched. But watch what happens. The guy with the mask says a word to his buddy on the left there. And then they walk off.
3: I just make a
0: we will make a path. They're not being touched. They're not being attacked. It's tense. It's crowded. But watch this. They decide to leave. And then it gets really intense. You can stop it right there. That's just one portion of this state that has not been explained adequately by anybody. Why did they just walk away? It was tense. Yes, it was loud, but they just walked away. Why did they do that? And just a few moments later, Ashley Babbitt was killed. We'll continue our examination of this tape tomorrow night. Grand Stinchfield is next, and thank you.